Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly legal podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 229, and welcome back to my front porch. So glad that you are here. Hope you're doing awesome wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, whatever you're doing right now. You know, maybe you're going for a walk or a run or just driving in the car from place to place or getting ready for work or whatever. Uh, hope you're doing good. Um, and it's good that you're alive. I always, again, uh, I'm a simple person, simple mind. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm always pretty stoked. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty stoked to be alive. Um, but for me, it's taking it that step deeper and, and going like, okay, God, like another day here, you know, another breath you gave me and uh, what is this all about? And so I think there's like this moment where we like kind of slow down a little bit, just be entirely and utterly grateful. So here's my encouragement uh, to you today, whatever day it is. If you're listening to this at night, um, I tend to kind of listen to things or work through things in the morning. At night, I'm like, dude, I just need to crash. <laughs> but maybe you're a, a night owl. Um, here's what I'd say. Like right now, as you're listening to this, maybe just pause and just like, thank God for being alive. Like, it's kind of amazing. I was talking to a guy today and, you know, he's telling me his wife almost died of COVID. Like it was really gnarly. Like, like couple, you know, two days, they thought like, she's not going to make it. And for some of you, maybe that's your story or that's the story around you. The people that, you know, you've kind of heard or talked about and seen and, and it's like a heavy thing. Like, you know, I feel like we're hearing, I get the newspaper, and so it's like I'm always in the newspaper every single week. It's just a bunch of people who didn't make it. You know, they have the whole section, obituaries of, like, people who didn't, haven't make it. They're not alive, and we are. And it's a huge gift. Um, but I think you really only start to appreciate that gift when you kind of slow down and go, like, wow, it's kind of an awesome thing, kind of a big deal. And maybe it just changes your perspective before you go to bed or before you, you know, or before you head into work or before you go get going with your day. Like, it's just like, it's a big deal to be alive and just doing that well, you know, like being alive, being alive and doing it well, treating other people with kindness and love making an impact today like huge deal you can't make an impact tomorrow but you can today like today is here it's upon us so just do an awesome job of being alive today you know and when you screw up just you know ask for forgiveness or lord help me purify my heart sanctify me you know like go through that process of trying each day to just go okay I'm just going to simply do today great for the glory of God. And that's why, like, I love Matthew 6, It's one of those anchor passages for me. But it says, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things, all these things are all the craziness, you know, food and sleep and all these things will be added unto you. You know, he's going to take care of you, you know, but live today well. Do it really, really well. And it starts off with just heart of gratitude, just waking up and going, thanks that, you didn't send me home today, you know, and, and thanks that I'm still here. And for some of you, I, I really do recognize, like, some of you are like, no, take me home. <laughs> like, this is way too much, or I'm in too much pain, or I have a chronic illness, or or emotionally I'm just tapped, like, and so you have that prayer too. Um, allow him to invade that space today, that mind, that heart. Allow him to inspire you to great things today, comfort you in the midst of that pain and that hurt 
and let him open your eyes to a new imagination of what he has within, even in, within your pain and your hurt for that day, for that moment, because you are alive and he has a purpose for each and every one of you. Man, it's so good to start off this way. I think this is so good for me to just remind myself. You know, a lot of times I get out here and I'm like, man, I need to continue to live into, and I believe I am, the things I say here and be challenged by them. So uh, I, I also love that we're continuing Psalms 51, uh, wrapping up today with uh, verse 17. But before we do that, I just want to say thanks for every one of you listening. Uh, those of you who give on Patreon, uh, maybe some of you might want to give on Patreon monthly. Uh, a limited small amount. I mean, you could give five bucks or, or whatever, like all of it's appreciated. So thank you for those of you who give monthly on Patreon. And some of you are like, I don't want to do the monthly thing. I'll just send you some money on Venmo. That means a big, it's a big deal to me. It, it does allow me to continue to, to do things and upgrade things. So thank you so much for those of you who can have continued to come alongside of the podcast and the devotional front porch devotional. You can get it on Amazon. Okay, here we go. Verse 17, chapter 51, or Psalms 51, verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Oof. The sacrifices of God, I'll read it again. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. On Saturday, you know, Halloween's like the biggest deal in our home. We love Halloween. We love mainly because it's involving our neighbor. It's caring for people. And, and so we always go big on Halloween. And so, you know, we wanted the house to look nice. So I did a bunch of yard work starting on Friday. Got home uh, from work and then just busted it doing yard work. Woke up early in the morning, busted it. And I decided we had all these kind of big rocks, bigger rocks in the backyard uh, left over uh, from a lands- from kind of like landscaping that the former owners did. And and I'm like, yeah, I think we move it in the front yard to look better because we had small rocks up there. So anyway, I'm like, I'm going to move out the small rocks. I'm going to put that like whatever that stuff is that, that keeps the weeds out, you know, that 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 kind of paper or whatever it is um, or fabric. Put that down and then put these big rocks. So I just started moving. So I'm telling you, I'm like not two hours into moving all this rock and I'm like wiped out. Now, the former me would have just been like grit and grind, get after it, you know, shut up, just get the job done. Don't you'll take a break once you're done. And I I don't know. I think the older I'm getting and maybe a little bit wiser, I thought, you know, I'm going to take a break. So it was about two hours in. I'm kind of busting it. It's hot out. Took a break, drank some water, went back out and continued. And then another two, three hours of moving that rock. And I was like, wow, I need another break. So I gave myself permission go take another break so I ate lunch kind of sat watched a little bit show for a little bit and then came back out and I finished it and I was uh, came back to Patty and I was like I'm really proud of myself today and she's like what do you mean I was like I took a break like I never did I'm the guy I'm probably I mean, I'm telling you this for most of my working career like a lot of the blue collar work I've done construction framing you name it um I just I, I wouldn't even eat I wouldn't eat. I drink coffee, water, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't eat, you know, and so I just grind. And so I was like really proud of myself that I took a break and and here's what I recognized uh I as I was kind of taking a break or coming to that moment is I hate that brokenness, but I'm actually in this period of my life starting to learn like it's okay. 
like I hate that feeling a week. I hate that feeling like I don't have strength and I can't do it. And I had this like suck it up buttercup kind of mentality about, you know, work. And I realized that I kind of have had that spiritually speaking, kind of the suck it up buttercup, like life's hard, shut up, get through, you know, and when it comes to failures, like, look, I mean, a mistake. Okay, here we go. And we just kind of move on. And because I don't want to deal with it. Like, I don't want to deal with that, that brokenness. And that's what this passage is all about. You know, we resist, and I think you would agree with me. We absolutely resist brokenness. We're like anything but brokenness, anything but feeling weak, right? Because there's this weakness. When we start feeling weak, we feel terribly insecure, right? Like, who am I? How can, you know, and then we start going through these like crazy psychological battles, emotional battles, you know, right? and, and we're like, what is going, we hate feeling weak. Right? We, we love the idea of feeling strong and powerful, having the right words, saying the right things, bringing, like, and this is why in, in verse 16, so powerful. He's like, I don't want that stuff. I don't want your, I don't want your burnt offerings, right? I, no, I, I don't need those things, right? I, I, he, do, I don't, he doesn't desire. God's like, I don't desire it. I want your weakness. I want your brokenness. I want you to bring your whole self, your broken self, I want you to bring that to the table. And we're constantly trying to toss, right? Oh, God, look, you know, look, I gave some money. Or, oh, God, look, I did a good thing. Or, oh, and those aren't bad things. But when we're using them because we don't want to deal with brokenness, we don't want to deal with our, weak, our, our weakness, David's like, it just isn't working. Or I would do it. That's what he said in verse 16. I'd do it. But what do you want, God? What do you want? Ah, uh, you want my brokenness. You want me to confess and, and live in light of the fact that I made a mistake and I messed up and I screwed up and I can't fix it. Oh, we want to fix it. Oh, and if we could fix it, we'd fix it. But you can't fix sin. You just can't. And so it puts us in the state of weakness. And David's like, this is what you want. You want a broken spirit, right? Like our souls, need to ache a bit and it's it's not a bad thing our souls need to feel the weight of our sin and depravity the the things that we have done to hurt people like our souls need to just need to break a bit break that spirit down and it causes us to experience humility this is what david's like that's what you want you want this broken spirit that we come before you and we go oh man I need you. I need your help, right? A broken heart. You know, the heart is this thing all throughout Scripture. It, it leads the life. That's why in Proverbs it says, like, guard your heart. It affects everything you do, right? Like, it leads the life. And David's like, that needs to break. It needs to, you need to be guided and led by the Spirit of the Lord. And instead, we've kind of manipulated ourselves or or, or manufactured this idea that we're going to be fine and everything's okay and don't worry about it and stronger and harder and faster. And he's like, no, you need to break that heart. Break that heart that's affecting all these other areas of your life. It needs to be absolutely broken, right? This This heart is the thing that's guiding our life. And when we have seen, when we come to this moment, we realize it's defiled God. It needs to break. 
It needs to break. And here's the thing. Once it breaks, the life will follow. When the heart breaks, the life will follow. The actions will follow. But that's why it has to break first. And I think when we come to this moment, what it does inside of us is the whole of Psalms 51 is reflection of this brokenness that David is experiencing. The fullness of it, which is what God wants. God's pleased by this prayer, by this brokenness that David is bringing to uh, before God and then before us as a model of how we're to do this. Because, you know, I'm sorry is so powerful, right? But it makes us feel so powerless. Like actually confessing that we're sinners, actually confessing that we don't have it all figured out and that we've made mistakes and that we've hurt people and that we've hurt the heart of God and that we fractured this relationship. That is when we start beginning to find this restoration in our hearts and our souls. But we resist it so often because we hate that feeling of powerlessness. We hate the idea that we can't fix it. And we want to so bad. So many of you, so many of us want to try to fix it with all these good things. When what he really wants is for us to just lay down our brokenness at his feet and say, I need you. I can't do this. I just need you. And that pleases the Lord when we come and we give up. And we give up and we give in to who God is. Loving and merciful, kind, gentle, and lowly of heart, it says in the scriptures in Matthew. This is what he's inviting us into. And our response should be like, okay, I'm going to stop trying to prove to you that I got it all together and that I know what to do. And what I love when we come to this moment is we actually, as we come in this moment, come with this heart, come with this spirit, we celebrate why Jesus came. This is why he came. He came to die and resurrect, right? So we don't need to stay in despair anymore under the weight of our sin. But we need to feel the weight of that we sin and that that sin is what drove Jesus, the Son of God, to give up his life to reconcile us to God. And what we need to do is live in light of that gift, that good news that he gave to us and not take advantage of it. And I think a lot of us are taking advantage of it. It's like, stop. Just be weak. Just receive the grace and the mercy that he's given you and you will find life and life to the full. So here's the thing. What I'm learning is that brokenness is strength. Brokenness is strength. And so the question is this. Where are you resisting the brokenness that will bring you life? Father God, we love you. We thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise for how amazing and miraculous your work on the crosses. Help us to live in light of it. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next time, cheers.